the squad, the team. Let's introduce the team. Philippa Thiessen. Hello. You're a realtor, right? I am a real estate agent. Excellent. Good to know. Just saying. And... And I am Ali Carol Alejandra, if you can pronounce it. And I'm also a real estate agent. Alejandra. Yeah, there you Alejandra. go. Alejandra. Alejandra. <laughs> oh, it is sexy name. Am I allowed to say that on here? You can. Absolutely. Okay, okay. good. Yep. Um, Emma, can you scream it out? What am I screaming out? You're introducing yourself. Oh, hi, I'm Emma Papalotter. I'm the Australian. <laughs> Perfect. And I'm Parker B. from Royal LePage, also a real estate agent. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Okay, today, I'm pretty excited about this because this is like the top three things, really the only three things that really need to start off with, but the three things you need to know, absolute need to know, when selling a home, okay? Okay. So if you're considering in the next little while that you are gonna be putting your house on the market and you're kind of looking for a starting point, I would say listening to this podcast is gonna give you some enlightenment on what you should be thinking. I, I don't think this is like, go take four steps and then listen to this podcast. This has to be the first thing you hear. Yeah, agreed. Because the questions are going to come, you know, how do I choose a realtor? How do I decide on what price I'm going to have? You know, could I sell it myself? I think we're going to cover all that stuff in this podcast in such a manner that you are now going to be able to take the next foot forward with great ease and confidence. I like it. How's that? That's great. That's my intro. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so we, we've got the three things you need to know when selling a house. And I've created one of the words. It's, it's fiction word, but it's going to mean a whole lot. <laughs> so it's the three Asians of real estate. Asians. Asians. <laughs> okay. So we got presentation, representation, and priceification. Priceification. <laughs> priceification. Well, Good. Look it up. Okay. It's on Wikipedia. Or it will be after this podcast. Because <laughs> yeah. you're going to put it there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fill it out. Yeah. Um, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Okay. So um, I'm talking about presentation. Yeah. So basically when we are talking about presentation, we're talking about curb appeal, yeah. decluttering, staging, and uh, cleaning right? Super important. And realistically, you don't have to spend a lot. You can, depending on what you want to get. And you're going to cover that in priceification. That's Ellie's role. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. I do the priceification. You do the priceification. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So um, first of all, curb appeal. Um, there are a few things that are pretty inexpensive. Just make sure, for example, like your front door is clean right? Yeah. There's not mud streaks on it or big scratches or anything like that. Um, you can put a wreath on it. If it's uh, old and falling apart and paint is peeling, repaint it. Do something easy like that. Um, put some flower pots out so it looks all pretty when you walk up. And then you could obviously spend more money, um, do things like landscaping if it needs landscaping, right. or if it doesn't, things like trim the shrubs, make them look pretty. 
right. depending on the time of year that you're doing that, right? And that's also a podcast with Mr. Colin Lyons. Yes. Yeah. Check that one out. Yeah, that's true. Um, you could do lighting on your landscaping. Um, if you have more time and you have more money and there's things that need to be done, gutters, right? Siding. Um, maybe you could paint the house if it's a wood house. Are there any of those anymore? Yep. Okay. So. Yeah, mine is. You can paint stucco. Yeah, mine. Oh, okay. Yeah. You paint can paint stucco. vinyl, yeah. but I don't recommend it. Yeah. Okay. There is a paint that will take to okay. vinyl. So vinyl, pressure wash it, right? Pressure wash your driveway. Do things so that it looks clean and inviting and welcoming because that's the first thing you're going to see when right. you drive up to a house or walk up to a house. So make it pretty. Let, let's talk about why curb appeal is important before you talk to a realtor. Um, because it's going to attract you whether or not, if, if you're looking at a house online, yeah. right? And you see the No, I'm saying let, let's back it up. I'm going to sell my house. Why is it important that I have some curb appeal going before my realtor shows up to, to evaluate what it's worth? Oh, so that he gives you a better price yeah. on it. Kind of the first impression for a realtor. Priceification. Yeah. Priceification. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, the second thing that I would say is decluttering. And this is so important because... Um, buyers don't want to see all your personal stuff, yep. right? So get rid of your personal photos, get rid of um, huge portraits on the wall or, or your kind of art, um, little knickknacks, trophies, medals, they're hanging on the wall, <laughs> right? Put those things away. Yep. Um, keep your counters clean. Don't clear. put anything on your counters. Yeah, don't have anything Empty on your counters. counters. Kitchen counters, bathroom counters. Yep. Right, get rid of that stuff, and then even um, you know go so far as get rid of your seasonal clothes. So if you're selling your house in spring, put your winter clothes away. Yes, they don't need to be there. Oh, right, that's a rule. That's a rule. That's a rule when listing your house. Yeah, it's a gauging point for a realtor to understand where the seller is at. If it's May long weekend, and they're like, we want to get the house up on the market in the next thirty days. And I go through the house and I'm like, maybe you should put your winter stuff away and get that boxed up so that you're ready to move because it makes that entrance closet look bigger. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Or if you want to make the on, you know, the, the, the master bedroom closet look bigger, then maybe you should remove all the clothes that you're not going to use in the next 60 days. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If they're not willing to do that, I'm not sure they're as excited about selling the house as I am. Right. Yeah. Because For maybe sure. in the back of their head, they're like, it may not sell. I don't need to sell. I'm not, I don't have to sell. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's mm -hmm. a good gauging point mm -hmm. to where, yeah. I mean, it's okay. It's either way, it's fine. Yeah. It's just nice to know where their head's at. Like, right. if you're selling, let's make the garage the storage facility. And I want to see some moving boxes in there. And let's declutter, let's present this house to the very best we can. Yeah. Well, and if they're moving anyway, why wouldn't you throw those things in boxes and get ready to go? Get ready to go. Yeah, for sure. What's happening out there? I don't know. Oh. I'm getting shot at. <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. <laughs> um, and decluttering is inexpensive. You're not, yeah, okay, you're going to buy some boxes maybe, right? But you are not um, spending money to fix something. Right? right. You're just eliminating something. So uh, the last, well, second to last thing is staging. And yeah, you could bring in a professional and, and have them come in, go through your home, tell you what they can put in there or take out. Um, or you can just do simple staging yourself. And that, 
I think one of the most important things with staging is getting rid of those big, huge pieces of furniture, right? Make your room look bigger. Because yeah. quite often we'll walk into a house and there'll be the couch mm -hmm. and the love seat and the ottoman and all the side tables and then a huge armoire, like just everything piled into one room, right? So get rid of that big, those big pieces of furniture if you have to put them in storage or whatever, right? Yeah, I would say, I mean, depending on what price point you're chasing, if mm -hmm. you're in a very entry-level home, yeah. then I don't think the furniture style matters so much. No. But no. if you have like a sectional couch and you're in a 16 by 16 living room and it's a hand-me-down sectional couch, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the, the small token of idea that we remove the sectional couch and borrow your buddy's other couch or right. something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or, yeah. or get it staged, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Something that makes the room seem more, well, bigger. Yeah. Right? And also, um, for each room, make sure that it's appropriate furniture. So in the dining room, put a dining set in there and right. not a pool table. Right. Right? <laughs> I think we talked about that. We did talk about that. And That's that, on your highlight that, reel, that, isn't it? It really irritates me, right? <laughs> because like a buyer who's coming in is going to think, well... There's no room Wise. for this. Yeah. yeah, there's no room for my dining table and, right. Anyway, so that's one thing. Um, make your beds. Make your beds. Make your beds. Yeah, maybe put a yep. nice fluffy, cute pillow on there. That'd be nice, right? Yeah. So something that when someone walks into the room, it's inviting, it looks clean, it looks tidy. Um, open the curtains, open the blinds, whatever, whatever there is. Unless, unless what? Unless you're looking into your so to neighbor. neighbor. And maybe right. the neighbor is not that tidy. Maybe. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, and then... There, there recently was a, a for sale by owner in Kamloops. If they're listening, they're going to know that I'm talking about them. But they they had a beautifully decorated house. And every time I showed it, because I showed it a bunch of times, the curtains were closed. And when you open the curtains, the yard did not present itself very well in that... There was a, it was like on the side of a mountain. It was a rock. Mm -hmm. And there was no option for a fence, like unless you were going to bolt it to the rock. There was just some limiting factors there. And it was very apparent to me that this was their, you know, this was going to hold them back and they were trying to hide, you know, or yeah. display it in a better positive way. Yeah. But it really made the house look dark. Mm -hmm. And I just yeah. felt like that house could have presented so much better with uh, more light. Yeah, Natural and then light. if the curtains were open... People wouldn't think that that's an issue for them, right? Now they've created their issue. Yeah, they sort of, right? In some ways, yeah, just yeah. sort of invited the idea that there maybe there's an issue that we're worried about. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, with staging, is I would consider this part of staging is um, if there are crazy colors in the house, like usually in kids' rooms, neutralize them. Neutralize them. Neutralize them. Paint them. It's paint is inexpensive. Neutralization could be the fourth. Asian. Asian. Huh. Of the, yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> what, about, what about smell? Okay, so that's the last part. Clean the house, top to bottom. Clean right. it and yeah. make it smell nice. Okay, so then when you have showings, make cookies. Put on one of those scentsy things. Do right. something. A diffuser? The, a diffuser, whatever. Yeah. Make it smell nice, but it's got to be clean. Yeah. Right? Like, get rid of the cat litter. Got rid of it. 
Okay. Got rid of the cat. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. whichever. <laughs> whichever one works. Here's, here's the problem with smell. If you live in your house, you don't notice the smell of yeah, your house. Yeah, it's true. Yep. And so it takes your neighbor or your buddy to come over and breathe deeply and give you that feedback as to what the first impression of smell is. Yeah. And I, I'm a little against diffusers. I feel like I'm just sniffing over top, like I'm sniffing chemicals mm. on top of other smells. But you can get essential oils in them. Apparently, that's like, it's okay to breathe. I'm going to tell you something. I'm asthmatic. You put one of those things, even essential oils, yeah. and I'm in and out. Is right. that, oh, okay. oh, yes. Right. So it has to be freshly baked it, cookies? Well, freshly baked cookies. Some diffusers are okay, but don't, you have to turn them off. You have to use things that will eliminate the odor yeah. that was there, if it was the bacon from last night or the cat litter, whatever yeah. it is, but then turn them off. If things are brewing there, it's as bad. Yeah. And if I go in there, I will not be able to breathe. I'm going to have to leave. Yeah. But realistically, that those things, um, yes, they mask that. But if you clean your house, yeah. okay. it's, you're yeah. not going to have that issue. So last year on average, on my listings, it took 15 showings to get an offer. Okay. If it was more than 15, there was problems. Something. And if it was under 15, it just meant that we presented well and, and it was good. But yeah. I don't know if I'd bake 15 dozen cookies, but I would definitely have the cookies ready for the realtor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is a must. But maybe if like if it's Saturday morning, mm. yeah, Saturday morning and you got four showings booked, um, maybe not a bad time to do something like that. But I don't think you rush. I always, I always feel bad for people who do the... Their house shows well, it's clean, it's definitely clean, but they run through the motions of recleaning and retitling for every showing. And then it's like on showing 10 when I'm like, we got another showing. They're like, I don't know if I can take this anymore. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. and it's the one time that they wore their muddy boots in and we're like, forget it, I'm not cleaning it up from the showing. There's your offer. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I have one more Asian. Oh, imagination. That's what go. the buyer needs to imagine themselves We're gonna get into in that. the house. We're going to get into that. Yeah, so then you got to take all <laughs> your pictures out because if they see a picture of you, yeah. they can't imagine themselves in there. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's my Asian. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. Like, I have a really good example. Five. No, I'm going to say it. So <laughs> there was a listing... I'm going to tell you a story of a person who listed a house and inside the house were naked pictures of the homeowner. And oh. I don't mean one. Oh. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, though, you know what? It was a tenant. It was a tenant that was occupying the house. Oh. Okay. Oh. Okay. Okay, well. What, did so then did the, the buyers the like the pictures? Well, I'm sure it <laughs> probably was split 50 50. Imagine like Maybe that was a selling feature. <laughs> it's kind of like deer antlers, right? Like there's, there's, a, 50, 50. there's a chance that they're going to not care or there's going to be a chance that they like the idea of looking. But then there's also going to be 50% of people don't like looking and are put off by it. And that might cost you you know, something Mm -hmm. in your impression of the house. Yes. But then if you are the buyer's agent, it's your job to say, that won't be here. Don't worry about it. Right. 
Right. Here's what I've learned. There's a good chance there's going to be seven holes in that wall mm-hmm. when you move yep. in. Because mm-hmm. yeah, those sure. things are coming down at the very end because they don't fit anywhere. Mm-hmm. So yep. that needs to be ironed out in your contract. And we're going to talk about that in another Asian. In another. I am finished presentation. Okay. That's all you got to say. I, I think, yeah. So I'm going to back it up a little bit. All right. And I'm going to say... I'm thinking about selling my house. Okay. What do I need to do to get ready to sell my house? And presentation is a preliminary item that would serve you the greatest when the realtor shows up, their impression of you is that you're taking care of business. Yeah. The house is probably going to be maintained better. You're not going to second guess whether there's a new furnace filter in there. Do you know what I mean? Like there's a... Yes. Your impression is setting the stage for the realtor to then have their impressions go forward. Right. Whereas if you show up at a house and the presentation is terrible, you're like, these people just aren't that serious. Yeah. I think that could affect your comparative market analysis coming up with a number. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Giving, yeah, for sure. Even though they're going to say, we'll tidy all this up when we go to list it. But for now, I'd like you just to see it the way it is because we worked all day. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, the person who's going to be, I'm going to take care of the outdoor activities and that's going to take a couple weekends. You know, maybe I don't paint the house, but maybe I do like, you know, wash the driveway and get the dog poop cleaned up and trim those hedges that are touching the house and da, 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 da. Yeah. And then inside the house, of course, that would be, that's kind of a pink job. Some of I was waiting for that. Blue job versus pink job. Oh, don't get me started. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's that's that. a topic Pink for a different blue, day. We'll talk about it some The other outside day. is the blue job and the inside could be a blue and a pink job. Okay. Is that fair? That's fair. Somebody's going to disagree, mm, but... Uh, yeah. The outside could be pink too. Yeah. And blue. We're going to call it a purple. Purple Let's jobs. make this jobs. an equal <laughs> opportunity um, work thing. I'm I just add wanted to add some One more thing job, to this. You can do the job. Yeah. I'm going to add one more thing to to your presentation thing. Uh, Because I have, as you all know, I have three boys. And they love to be in the front yard getting their anywhere from their hockey sticks, the trampoline. They leave socks and shoes beside the trampoline. And and, um, I can remove that one day. The next day is going to be there. Mm -hmm. So the maintenance of that could be a lot of work. Oh, tell me about it. Um, Yeah. We all have kids, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, yeah. yes, the painting and everything, but removing all that clutter yeah. from your front door is so important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if you can park your big trailer at Grandma's house, it's going to look a lot better too. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Move the trailer. Yeah. yeah. Get or it the somewhere. Boat or Part of the curb appeal yeah. when you first drive up. It makes it look bigger for the next person. Yes. Even you know the driveway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, is that it? Yes. Okay. How about uh, priceification? Priceification. So I'm going to start for the... Wait a minute, I've just changed my mind. Okay, you want to go <laughs> next? I think priceification should come after. Sounds good, you go okay. ahead. Um, and there's a real reason to my methodical thinking for that. <laughs> I trust so, you. So the next Asian is going to be representation. I'm going to tackle that one. So I like to break down representation into a couple subcategories to make it easier for the listener to imagine. Nation. Um, 
so the first part is going to be like the marketing aspect. So if you're preparing your house to list the photo part, the, the marketing part, which is a representation item, okay? Yeah. There's going to be another section of where if it's just more about the information of the transaction itself, things you can do, things you can't do, you know, when, especially when you say, can I leave out the fact that the basement flooded last year? You know, those parts of it. Right, right? yeah. Information, another Asian. And then the last Asian, which is going to be negotiation, okay? And, okay, so let's start with the marketing and uh, perception of the home. So now we've taken care of tidying it up. Yeah. We've decluttered it. Maybe we added some curb appeal with staging. Maybe we didn't, but whatever. We tried. It's almost our job to make recommendations about the choices that they've done. So they maybe the, the, the seller decided, this is a really groovy couch, and I'm going to stick it in there. But from a, from a perspective of what we see every day, mm-hmm. it doesn't fit that room. Mm-hmm. Okay? Doesn't mean that they're going to do it, but it may be our job to recommend those different items be corrected, et cetera. Because yeah. I'm going to say that the presentation part is something you need to do before the realtor comes. Because I feel like our perception of your uh, interest in selling the house is going to change whether or not you have taken care of business before we got there. Right. So once all those recommendations have been made, there might be another point in time where you're doing some fine, fine tuning of, of the yard, of the, of the driveway, of moving the trailer, moving the boat, spreading out, um, I mean, de-spreading all the clutter that's accumulated from regular day-to-day use, like the shoes at the front yeah. door. You know, can you imagine if you had four boys and they all got home from school and off goes one set of shoes and on goes another set of shoes. I, I get that, right? Okay. So we properly present the house in such a way that we're ready to take photos, okay? Now, I have a very distinct position on who should take photos, and it's not going to be me mm-hmm. because I don't have the expertise or the equipment to take the right photos, nor do I want to. I want someone to take the best photos possible Because my position is this, we're going to present this house at the best I can do to get you the most money. Mm -hmm. Starting point, best first impression, Yeah. which we'll go back to like what you said, Philip, about getting all that tidied up. But then the next one is that first image that is going to be seen by a potential buyer, I would say has a very good likelihood. It's going to be on a three and a half by three and a half inch screen. It's going to be on your phone. Yeah. That's where a lot of that stuff is going to be looked up, right? Yeah. Then from there, maybe onto a computer. The days of like looking at it in a, in a magazine, I think that those days are over, although not crushing all the different magazine companies out there that are still pumping out real estate stuff. But so that little screen on your phone, which has such a quick ability to just scroll up and it's gone, you need that best first impression there. Okay. Wide angle lens proper filters, um, proper angles, having, having everything kind of in place to take those best photos. That's my position on that. Yeah. You can't alter it. And then from there, I would go deeper to maybe if the property, if the property 
has stuff to offer that's on a macro scale, like an acreage or a farm or a barn. You can't kind of put all the pieces of the puzzle together by looking at swipes of photos. Maybe a drone photo, maybe a drone video, maybe a, an entire video on the home. Mm -hmm. Okay, maybe it's in a very specific neighborhood like Sun Rivers, and not only do you market the home, but you're also marketing the neighborhood. And so you bring into features of the, of the neighborhood to add value into the home because the person that's searching a home in Sun Rivers from Ontario maybe doesn't understand what that community is. And when you're buying a home in that community, you're also buying into the community. Right. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you take the photos, you take the videos, you take the data that you have, and you put that together into a very distinct marketing plan. And here's what's important about the marketing plan. It's just like a business plan in that if we don't sell this house in 35, 45, 25, whatever days, and we're not getting the typical type of showing activity and the feedback is not there, are we creating a marketing plan that's able to adapt? Do we have the ability to alter our marketing? Do we have the ability to chase another demographic feature our property in a different manner? Do we alter, do we have the ability to change and move? And I don't think a lot of real estate agents, not talking about Kamloops ones, have much more than just put the sign up and get it on MLS as their tool, marketing tool, their total marketing kit. So you take some photos, you get it on MLS and the signs up and we're done. Now it's just about price. In some cases, I would say that it's our responsibility to give the client all the right information. So if it's priced high, we need to let them know, but it's their house and they get to choose. Yeah. <laughs> so then we got to go back and adapt our marketing to try and get to that level. And we just have to do the very best with, what, with the tools we have, right? So targeting different individuals for different properties would be a good tool that a lot of realtors don't use, not saying the ones in Kamloops, but by, by targeting, I mean like taking a ranch property and putting together a very good video, which captures the best imagery and drone and features of the community that's near. And maybe some of the important data that's typically required when you buy a ranch property. How much water does it have? Does it have irrigation water? Does there, is there hay? Is it fully fenced? All these different factors. Mm -hmm. And in presenting that in such a way that it's not just on MLS, it's not just on a pamphlet, but we're targeting social media sites where those people hang out that typically buy those properties. Maybe there is a social media group for horse folks. Maybe it's just a hay property. So where do those guys hang out? Where is their attention? And how do I get in front of that attention? to feature this immaculate property. And a really good example is that, is if you're in a different area like Vancouver, you're not gonna have the best opportunity to see properties in barrier. Although if you did see them, you might be really interested in them, right? Because there's gonna be all kinds of marketing that's local to you that's gonna be structured to, to, to capture your attention. Mm -hmm. So, if you're for selling by owner and you have the ability to do this, congratulations, because you've just walked past 50% of the, the hurdles and speed bumps 
to selling privately. But this is like a full-time job. So unless you are ready for this challenge and ready for this battle, I would say, you know, don't take it on. Um, moving along into that same focal of perception, I also believe that there's a, a real responsibility of the realtor to try and create the best advantage for a house in how it's perceived or how it could be perceived. So there I'm taking like the foreclosure and giving a potential for it. Let's say it's just absolutely destroyed. Would we ever take the, the, the jump to digitally reconstruct the outside of the house with hardy plank siding on the exact same house? Put that into the picture and put it on MLS? Could be this. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe the, the, the perception at first is that this house needs to be torn down, but then once you see a different image, we've sort of changed the perception of the value of that home. Right. Yeah. It's good, Asian. Okay. Um, my next one would be information. And I know that's not the right title for this subcategory, but it's just the one it is. So this is where we would get into during the contract, can we complete a day before we take possession? Sure we can. Yeah. Can we complete 10 days after possession? possession. Maybe. But it's difficult, okay? We both look at each other. Yeah. Okay, but this is information that we know because we hang around it all day, right? Yeah. It's part of that representation portion. Um, when do we get the lawyers involved? Have you ever had a client who's like, I called my lawyer because you got an offer? I called my lawyer and they're waiting for the yeah. documents, yeah. right? It's okay. Yeah, you're like, what? Every time. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> we, we're not there yet, but like, it's good that you're thinking yeah. that. You're, it's good you're proactive, yeah. right? I bet you those guys cleaned up their yard yeah, before you got there. I, I bet say that. they were ready. They're on top of it, right? <laughs> um, keeping you safe legally. So we're doing a property disclosure statement and they make a comment that um, maybe there was water in the basement in 2014, but I took care of it. And you inquire a little bit, how did you fix that? Pretty sure the water was just coming in because of an odd way. The snow melted, never happened again, not in a million years, right? We got to disclose that. And... And I don't mean like keeping people honest because they might truly believe, and it could be a fact that that will never happen again based on a snowbank that was in the wrong spot, yada, yada, yada. But it is our job to keep them safe legally yeah. in this transaction. Yeah. Okay. Um, knowledge of the dates. This just happened. Hey, we're coming up Friday to take possession of your house. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon? Not this Friday. Maybe on Sunday, <laughs> but I got the truck ready to go Friday. It's Sunday though. That's the day. That's a, that's not going to happen on a regular basis, but it's really important to understand all the components yeah. of the dates. Okay. Yeah. Um, and finally negotiation. I really believe that, I mean, if you have, if the negotiation part of this is interesting, you need to check out the leverage podcast to understand just how important small items, dates, terms, um, how something's written as a subject clause, 
who has the leverage, how do you work that in your favor? You always want to make sure that you have the best interest of your client at, at front hand, but also you always want to have the upper hand in the negotiations, which is legitly not possible in all cases. But if there is an opportunity there, you need to put your client in the driver's seat mm -hmm. in all cases, right? Yeah. Um, and also counteroffers. Being ready for counteroffers and negotiating counteroffers, which I would say, in my experience, probably close to 40% of transactions have counteroffers after accepted offers. Maybe 40 is too high, maybe 30. I would say 30% will get into a hot water tank or, mm -hmm. by the way, the gutters are backed up and they need to be yeah. replaced, the home inspector said. Yeah. So like being in a position to negotiate for the best terms and, and situation for your clients. How many deals have you guys had that haven't had a counter offer? Oh yeah, there's a fair amount. They, Unless you have three offers on the table, you get a counter offer. Yeah. It, it happens. I think you go through runs and you get sort of like caught up in counter offer, counter offer, counter offer. Next one's like, we're good, subjects are removed. You're like, oh. What? Didn't, you weren't worried about that <laughs> thing that we talked about, you know, on the back of the house, on the, the rotten whatever. Yeah. Um, and then also move in issues. Which, if you're a for sale by owner participant, I would say the move-in issues, having the realtor to, uh, to help you negotiate after contracts have been signed, money's been changed hands, the leverage of the seller is definitely like in their favor in the fact that they've moved out, they have the money, there's just nothing you can do to get it back. Mm -hmm. When you walk into a house and there's disastrous conditions like garbage left in that property and uh, the stove wasn't cleaned and it's the fridge looks like there's things growing in it. Mm -hmm. You know, where is the where is the ability to go back on the seller? Like you need a realtor to be able to first of all position it so that never happens. But second of all, to be in a situation to do some sort of ramifications if if that if it does happen. Mm -hmm. And this morning, I was at a house, opened the door, clients aren't there yet. I go through my house, I got a little, in my mind, I got a little checklist that I do, make sure the stove, dishwasher is empty, clean, nothing's on the floor, no stains that we didn't know about, the wall behind the, the couches doesn't have missing drywall slash paint. Go down the furnace room, you know, garage door openers, where are they, get all the keys ready, I like to go through that just to make sure that in this case, they didn't make it, right? So they're like caught up on in snowy conditions and I got to run out. Uh -huh. But when they move in, I just know. I checked it. It's good. Yeah. And not only that, if the, the, if the, there's always a little bit of buyer's remorse in, in a lot of cases, especially on properties that are not like finely finished. You're buying like a, a bit of a fixer upper or entry level home especially if you're first time home buyer, you're expecting to walk into a new house because it is new to you and you walk in and you, the counter's loose and there's a garbage bag left on the deck and then it gets blown out of proportion. That's why it's important for us to be doing those walkthroughs so we know from our perspective, what's the deal and how do we represent our client in the best manner? Mm -hmm. 
If you go in there and there's issues on the phone with the realtor, got to deal with this, get your Molly made gift card out because yeah. you're going to take care of this. Yeah. Right. Um, that's my deal. Allie. So I'm next. Price application Price. and why it's last is because now that we know that we have someone on our side to prepare the marketing, now we got to price it. We got to price it, but I'm going to start from before you have someone to price it. I'm going to start from, you know, you think about selling your house. So what do you think about? So I've had situations where I walked into a seller that said, don't worry, I've seen everything that is on the market. So I know what I can price it for. I have this and this and this debt to pay with this sale of the house. So now they're not thinking so much about what my house is worth, but what do I need that money for? Yeah, yeah. Or, or my neighbors are selling at this. Your neighbors are selling at this. That doesn't mean that your neighbors sold at that. So yeah. that's where we can help you is to bring all those sold places, the real numbers, yeah. not what your neighbor thinks or how you, you don't even know how your neighbor priced his house. Mm -hmm. So th that's where we come in. So I wanted to start from before we get Parker to representation. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and talk about what do we do? Well, it is a podcast. You can fast forward and then you can rewind. There we go. We'll leave it on the comments. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we come in and, uh, and, and where we look at facts. We don't look at emotions or we don't look at memories because the memories, you're taking them with you yeah. and they're not valuable for the buyer. They're just valuable for you. So those are the things that sellers unconsciously, I'm not going to say that they're doing it consciously, but you put a lot of value in your house because of what you've created there. And yeah. it's fine. Yeah. But now we have to go back to facts to, to see, to, to put ourselves in the buyer's shoes and mm -hmm. see what they're going to be looking at. So what do we look for is we prepare a comparable market analysis, CMA. We look at what's on the market and what's sold compared to your house so that you can get a lot of facts. Uh, I did get this, it's a fact, 68% of sellers believe that in the past two years, their house has grown in value. Okay. And so, so when you look at the facts, it's a lot easier to put a price to it than if you try to guess what your neighbor is going to sell for. Right. Um, the other thing you have to look at it, what is, what's the market? Is it a buyer's market or is it a seller's market? Right. Because if it's a seller's market, maybe you can look at the facts and price it a little bit higher. But you got to be careful because that little bit higher could be too high. Right. And uh, after 30 days in the market, your showings become more spaced out. Right. And the chances of selling. And, and not only that, if you, have, if you see a place in the market and it's been there for 90 days, what's your first thought? What, Something's wrong with this What's place. wrong with it? Exactly. Right. So, so you don't want anybody to think about that. So you have to, that's why pricing it right is so important. Right. In a, in a seller's market though, when you're saying like, maybe we can price it a little more aggressively, it's because we're like trying to step it into what's going to be. Right? Yes. Like the market's going in this direction every 15 days, there's maybe like another thousand dollars of value added to your property. So if we get it here and we're going to sell it here, we got the curve in the right spot and we could get into the next. Yeah. Yeah. As a whole, like 
if it was a realtor's pricing association, I think the general discussion would be not to do that. Because the markets are always better when prices are steady. Yeah. And when they're inflating at a rapid pace, there's always like the yin and the yang of that. There's always yeah. a downside. Yeah. 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 And if if there is, sometimes sellers do want to do that. Um, I like to go there and say, okay, we're going to try for this long. We're right. now going to leave at that price forever because this is my opinion if this is what you want, that's fine, but let's put a timeline on that. Let's build a marketing plan, like a, yeah. pl a business plan to selling your house. Yes, where one week, two weeks, we get feedback and we'll, we'll look at the market and we'll trust what the market is telling us. Right. And not just go blind and say, no, this is what I want. Yeah. And, and I understand that some people might have bills to pay, but that is not what the buyer is looking at. That's not a factor. Yeah. Yeah. It can be a factor in the emotion of it, but it's yeah. not really going to be a factor in the sale of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just like I tell buyers, don't love your house before we're done negotiation. I tell the sellers, right. get those emotions out and yeah. let's look at the facts, which can be a challenge, but that's sure. where we're representation comes right and uh i remember i remember representing a seller and we get an offer not accepted yet i look on facebook she's like i sold my house in three days <laughs> like, whoa did you ever jinx that Back it up, whoa. yeah <laughs> thank goodness it's sold <laughs> is that it yeah that's it okay maybe uh, you have something else to say about priceification priceification from uh well let's summarize okay okay so you're thinking of selling your house you want to get through this part of it right here like the the curb appeal the presentation side of things yeah. before the realtor gets there to maximize the realtor's perception and perceived value of the home mm -hmm. i would do that and then part again adding to that presentation the realtor can help you right but maybe at this point we haven't chosen a realtor. Okay. So then, kind of in a two-stage manner, you are going to find a realtor to represent you and put a price tag to your home, okay? Mm -hmm. And those are just the details. So if you're thinking about selling, get it ready, get it clean, make it presentable, do the best we can, get ready. We're gonna pick a realtor that's probably gonna represent us, give us the information, have some knowledge of the market going to do a fantastic job marketing that home. And then you're going to want to go back to the curb appeal presentation side of things and tune that up mm -hmm. based on the perceived, you know, perception of the realtor. Yep. And then simultaneously, in order to maximize the priceification of the sale price, you're going to want to negotiate properly, market properly, get all the data analyzed in an unemotional manner, to try and captivate from emotional perspective of a buyer. Yeah. So they all have to work together. Did you guys take notes? On what you were saying? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're no, recording. I'm just going to read yours later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I think, I think we got that pretty much covered. Top three things. So. Now, yeah. if, you've, if you've listened to the podcast and you haven't checked out the vlog, I would strongly recommend you to check out our video series on YouTube, which is the Kamloops Insider. And we have a channel. What's the channel? 
Countless Insider? Yeah, Emma says yeah, in a very <laughs> uncertain manner. But uh, check out the video, and we'll ch ch chat with you next time. See ya. Have a good weekend.